Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Rob Lederer. Rob, you are the CEO of Management Resources on the web at managementresources.biz. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Um, so in a nutshell, what does Management Resources do? Management Resources solve, helps companies solve a problem that every company has. And that is, it helps fulfill, we have a product a management system that helps fulfill the untapped potential in the business. That untapped potential is different for every business. Every CEO and usually every senior team leader knows and feels that their business has more it can produce, more it can do, and they're not fulfilling their potential. And even high-performing CEOs and senior teams know that, and they're already doing a lot of things to fulfill their potential, and yet their potential is still unfulfilled. And our management system helps them to fulfill that untapped potential. So unlike management consultants that come in and they'll do an analysis and then they'll kind of coach the executive team. Uh, so you, you take a different approach to that. Is that right? We do. So uh, we provide our management system provides a set of tools, insights and practices that helps the senior team. And if they have the enterprise level management system, which engages the workforce, uh, the workforce as well, to identify where in the business, uh, what might be called the kink in the hose might be found. Every business is like a hose producing whatever it produces. And every hose gets a kink in it. And that creates upstream and downstream problems. And it also reduces flow through the hose. That's the unfulfilled potential that everyone's feeling, except if if you don't know to look for a kink in the hose of how the whole system of, of the whole system, you don't necessarily you're not necessarily going to find it. You're not going to find it by accident in, in most cases. So, for instance, uh, one of our clients. Uh, this is a smaller client. We normally do business with companies doing um, five to ten million in sales, uh, up uh, up into double and triple digit millions. This company is a three and a half million dollar company, a professional services association. They weren't even a product business. They did three and a half million in sales per year when, when they met us. And when they began integrating our management system, they had $233,000 of cash flow, negative cash flow the year before they, they met us. That means they spent $233,000 to deliver products and services and deposit uh, um, their collections, deposit what they sold. They spent $233,000 more than they brought in. Mm. Now, why is that? There are lots of reasons. Oh, could we, we, should we grow sales? Should we cut costs to profitability? Should we uh, be more efficient? And every company is figuring this out. Every leader is trying to figure this out. Every team is. But it's rather arbitrary. Where's the major bleeding? Let's fix that. What's keeping mm -hmm. me up at night? Let me solve that. What's annoying me? Let me solve that. What can I live with? I'll live with it. I'll manage it. some of these things down to a livable level. But that, what that means is that the kink in the hose that's obstructing value creation and cash flow may never get found because it's masquerading as an everyday problem. And every business is 
kink in the hose is different. In this company, their kink in the hose, the management system flashed an arrow. It wasn't a real arrow. It's not software. It's a methodology. It's a, it's a, it's a way of doing things. And we train our clients to do it. We provide the, the tools to, to do it with and provide support for that. So their management system flashed a metaphorical arrow saying, look in your aging receivables. That's where your kink in the hose is to be found that's causing so many problems in your business on fulfilled mm. potential. And they did some digging and they found that their salespeople were routinely submitting purchase orders to billing two to three weeks late. So by the time an invoice was issued, it was already aging. Oh my gosh. Now, no one needs to tell you to get your aging receivables down and no one needed to tell these guys either. So they got them down to a livable level before they met us. Yet they, they, they were still, this, this still was where the kink in the hose was to be found. That was a big problem that was unique to that business. And it's unique to your business. Every business it's unique where the kink in the hose is. The next year they had $650,000 positive cash flow. This three and a half million dollar business by finding the kink in the hose had an only nearly a million dollar turnaround in, in, in their cash position from negative $233,000 spent more than they took in the year before to positive $650,000. That's cash banked. Why? They didn't grow sales. Their sales were flat. It was a $12,500 difference from year over year. They didn't cut their way to profitability, but they did end up reducing expenses because the extra cash flow, the impact of that constraint, that kink in the hose, caused so many upstream, upstream and downstream problems of inefficiencies and problems and missed handoffs throughout the company that appeared unrelated to each other. And this is true for every company with every company's kink in the hose. They're, they appear unrelated to each other and to a common cause. But the use of that cash, two to three weeks more cash, times what does that, how many, how many weeks is left in the, in the year at that point? 16 weeks, uh, 16 cycles of two to three weeks, 17 to get to use that two to three weeks of cash that many more times in the year caused so many efficiencies and cost reductions that that's where the cash came from. They didn't know where to cut costs, but be, by becoming more efficient, by finding the kink in their hose and solving it, they ended up becoming highly efficient. And that's where the money came from. And Rob, how did you get into this line of work? And then how did you start your practice? And so obviously, you've done very well. Um, you've been on the ink list yourself. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I've been on the I, 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 um, I came from a family business. I grew up in a family business. Uh, and that was uh, a four time Inc 500 winner. And uh, we also won Inc magazines other Inc 500 at the time the inner city 100. And Going through that kind of crazy explosive growth is quite a learning experience. Um, and from that, I ended up creating a business to help other fast to explosive growth business owners uh, manage rapid growth and change, help to run their businesses better, and to grow in their own proficiency. It was sort of a classic CEO coaching and, um, and, uh, and small business consulting practice. But over the years, that was not scale. I found that was not scalable, as most consultants mm -hmm. and coaches do. And I was interested in a bigger business. And I, um, I was an entrepreneur who, who, loved, who loved helping other entrepreneurs, help other business owners do what they do. Uh, but I didn't have a product or service that I particularly wanted to bring to market. Fortunately, I was introduced in 2007 to the inventor of our management system, who, while he was an inventor, was no entrepreneur. And so I was an entrepreneur and look, looking for a product. And he was an inventor looking for, looking for a business. And mm. so we were a match made in heaven. 
And and so you had mentioned that you come in a, come from um, a small business background. Is that right? That's right. So well, small um, to mid size. I mean, our, yeah. When so, I helped scale our family business, we it was in a five year period, uh, we went from ninety to four hundred fifty people, nine million to forty two million in sales. It was you know it was, it was a lot of growth. When you uh, let's say you look at a, at a typical small business, knowing what you know about your uh, management philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, where would you say most businesses could probably stand to improve? Well, um, as one of our advisors puts it, um, a little, little unkindly, but but with, a, with with too many grains of truth, um, the the kink in the hose sometimes can be found between the CEO's ears. Yeah. And uh, I, I, it's true for me as a CEO in my business. It's true for all of us in so, to some degree. Uh, in my in my days coaching many many different business owners, uh, I learned that the the fundamental uh, mantra or or practice one should do is to look at look at one's work as a two sided coin. On the one side, the only the only way uh, on one side uh, I am the bottleneck to my own growth, and on the other side, the only way to grow my business is to give my work away. So I'm the bottleneck to my own growth because I'm holding on too much, holding on to too much. But the only way to grow my business is to give my work away, especially mm-hmm. where I think I can't do it, because otherwise I'm the bottleneck there. And so, actually, our management system was a, was a perfect complement to that because it recognized that the CEO can't be the only problem solver, even and sometimes the senior team can't be the only problem solver. Finding problems is is actually a group effort sometimes. It's not just how smart you are. It's not just your expertise or your experience. It's not just being a good analyst. It's also about talking to the different people and getting from them where the different problems and opportunities in the business are and having a way to do something about it. So our management system is a way to systematically elicit from the senior team and and the enterprise level one also from the workforce to crowdsource, if you will, where the problems in the business are and and our methodology helps to distill that down to where the kink in the hose might be found among those. Mm. And by focusing people on finding the kink in the hose as opposed to fighting fires all the time, they're focused on the right thing because that's responsible for so many of the fires happening in the first place, the kink in the hose. So to find that constraint in the whole system and have a way to have a way to find it systematically that engages your senior team and engages your workforce to focus everybody on the same biggest, most important, most, most consequential uh, um, uh, cause for inefficiencies in the business as opposed to guessing it. Uh, I, I saw this as a golden opportunity uh, to provide to other business owners. Yeah. That's why I partnered up with our, our, uh, our inventor. And and when you um, when when management resources launched, how did you get your first handful of clients, and mm-hmm. how have you been able to scale maybe beyond other people who might be in this industry? Sure. So, you know, there's there's a consultants are sometimes really loved by their clients, and a lot of times just tolerated, and. And too many times, um, consultants are kind of dismissed or or uh, or not not really respected for what they do. 
And there are a lot of good reasons for this, which I won't get into now, but it does mean that an important part of the ecosystem of supporting the success of a business or, or, or a business leader um, is sort of a second class citizen. And there are, there are business owners, entrepreneurs, and there are consultants, and they're not really seen as the same thing, even if the consultant has a business. Uh, fortunately, I kind of sidestepped this issue with our business because once we stopped being a consulting firm and coaching firm and became a product business with a management system, mm. while it looks a little bit like consulting, it isn't because it's a repeatable product with repeatable training and repeatable support that, um, and, with, and repeatable practices. It doesn't require my expertise per se or anyone else's on my team. So the way it goes outside of consulting, the way my business goes out from outside consulting, outside of consulting is that there's no particular expertise required except expertise in setting up and configuring our management system in a company. Right. Uh, it's a facilitated process. And so we train and quality assure the performance of our facilitators. Our, we have client relations management. It's not unlike an ERP installation, which I hesitate to mention in the same breath because ERP installations suck and everyone knows it and no one has their good story about ERP installations. We are not that. It's like we do the first part, interviewing the senior team and configuring our system like an ERP system would without that awful, awful middle part of an, of an ERP rollout because we're not a software system and it's not an ERP system. It's a specific management system that has specific rather simple practices month in, month out, lather, rinse, repeat each month. And, and a business will get the performance uh, improvements that are promised by the management system. Use the management system, lather, rinse, repeat each month, and breakthrough performance happens. And yeah. I gave you a really good example with that company I spoke about a little while ago of a company that did lather, rinse, repeat each month, found their, found, found their first major constraint in the business because there'll always be another after it's solved. And after a while, another kink occurs in the hose. But they found their kink in the hose. That was the man the management system was designed for. That's a repeatable process. It's not a consulting solution. And they got a million dollars turnaround in a $3.5 million revenue business. Um, one thing that you have pursued is a certified B corporation. Why did you do that? And is that good for business? Uh, yeah, so... Thanks for asking because I, I care very much about being a B corporation. We're actually a founding B corporation. We're the 60th B corporation. They're now, uh, how many worldwide? 3,000 or maybe more. I lose track. <laughs> um, 2007, when I was introduced to the inventor of our management, management system, it was a consequential year and a consequential conference for me because that's where I was introduced to the, uh, the inventor. But also, that's where that same conference was where B corporations were introduced to the world. The first 10 B corporations were on stage as a dog and pony show to attract the rest of us. So I saw five business owners who were friends of mine, five who, with businesses I'd heard of and respected that are social and environmental, uh, have social and environmental missions in addition to their financial mission, which my business has been committed to from day one. And because my values were so consonant with B corporation values, and I saw people who were up on stage uh, saying, we're leading the way, and I didn't know exactly what they were leading the way for, but I said, I'm right behind you. And so... Uh, you know, we've been recertified as a B corporation every time uh, since 2007, our first certification. Uh, has it been good for business? Um, we're a B2B business. Mm. I think B corporations are, uh, from a reputational pr uh, 
perspective, um, the B seal, the, the circle B yep. uh, bug is better for consumer products. So I think that's more of a B to C benefit. So I wouldn't say it's been good for business, but it has, it does open the door to conversations that I wouldn't necessarily get. It does get the listening of other CEOs and senior team members in a different way who have the same values, who share the values that, that we have as a company to, um, to actively make the world a better place through business. And, um, and so it's, it's, I can't quantify it, but it's certainly, it's been a good social lubricant in the B2B world. It's just not got the same attractive qualities on a, on a retail basis that uh, for a B2C company yeah. it would have. So Rob, what is the best way for people to kind of begin their engagement with the work that you're doing? Sure. So, you know, one of the, one of the things, one of the things that a company can do to get what we're talking about, if you really wanted to f- know what I'm talking about, about the kink in the hose. If that sounds, if that sounds kind of plausible or really right on, but you don't know what to do about it or how to mm-hmm. find it or how to think about it or how to talk about it, there's a wonderful book not, that's written like a mystery novel. It's kind of a thriller called The Goal by Eliyahu Goldratt, G-O-L-D-R-A-T-T. And it's published about 1980 and it's one of the best-selling business books ever. Wow. It's been translated into many languages. Tens of millions of copies have been sold. This yep. is still a bestseller. And the goal introduces something called the theory of constraints. Mm. And this, many people in business schools have read this. Many people outside of business schools have read this. But they don't have a way to operationalize how to address the, the constraints to be found in the business. The constraint is what I call the kink in the hose. It's the, it's the thing it's the problem that's constraining value creation, throughput, and cash flow in a business. It's the thing that's constraining peak performance. So instead of trying to improve what you do, it says, let's go find what is inhibiting our peak performance and go rid ourselves of that. Let us solve what is inhibiting us from peak performance so that we can naturally flow better, faster, and, more, and, and make more money. Yeah, that's the kink in the hose is the constraint. And that book introduced the theory of constraints and you could read it like it's like it's a fun mystery novel, yet it's about business. Yeah, I, I think anyone if you do a quick search on Amazon, you'll see the cover and you're like, oh, yep, I've seen this book before. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you know, they people see this book, but rarely does anyone when I say, oh, the goal. Oh, yeah, I think I've read that. I think I've heard of that. Oh, the theory of constraints. Oh, that's right. What are you doing to, what do you, can you tell me about the theory of constraints? Most mm. people still can't tell you about oh. it. And when they can tell you about it, I pursue this. It's like peeling back the onion. When I can tell me about it, I say, what do you, since, since you love it, because they do, when they, when they mm-hmm. can tell you about it, they love it. Uh, what are you doing about it? Do you have a systematic way to find the constraint in your business? And the answer always is no. And that's what our management system does, is it provides nice. a systematic way to always find the constraint and do something about it to remove what's inhibiting peak performance in your business. Excellent. Well, Rob Letterer, you are the founder and CEO of Management Resources on the web at managementresources.biz. I want to thank you so much for your time today. Josh, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com. 
com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.